This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Episode 19, Wonderlust for Less. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we have Bethany Bayless with us. She is the founder of the blog Wonderless for Less and has launched a new podcast, The Money Millhouse. Bethany's blog tells us about how to travel on a dime, something that everyone wants to do but struggle actually doing. Bethany, firstly, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. So, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself. Yeah, I live in Southern California with my husband and my little golden doodle puppy. Her name is London, named after the first place that I flew into. And then um, I, in my free time, really love creative outlets. So you can probably catch me in the backyard with my miter saw, like sawing on some wood or something, making some uh, wooden signs or things like that. But um, yeah, like you said, I'm the founder of Wonderless for Less, where we can learn how to live frugally so we can travel more. Awesome. We're actually huge fans of travel, so we know exactly what that's about. You want to do it. um, You want to still get the experience, but still within a reasonable amount of money, you know, so... Absolutely. And that travel can be expensive for sure. It definitely can be. So when you boarded that plane a couple of years ago to England, you had two bags. What was the scariest part? Yeah, absolutely. I had just graduated college. And so it was my very first big job. So I worked in a restaurant and then I just decided, you know what, I want to do something with my life that doesn't require working in a restaurant. And so I, I packed up my bags and I think the the scariest part was probably just the unknown. You know, I had never been overseas before. I had never been in that culture before. And here I was moving my entire life from what I knew really well to just something completely different. And so I think for me, I remember so much. I remember so many details on the plane and just flying into the sunrise when I was getting into England and just thinking, oh my goodness, my life is about to change. Wow, that must have really been quite the shock for you. It was. And I was definitely, I had a lot of culture shock because England is very similar. I mean, it's similar to America in the sense that we speak the same language, kind of. And so there were just so (laughs) many things here and there that I was like, this is really interesting and different. And I think the first six months I was there, it was just realizing how many differences there were and and what it looked like uh, to be in a different culture and to just communicate in that culture. Um, I learned a lot about what it means to understand someone and knowing that, you know, you might do something differently than I do it. And just because you do that differently doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just, it's different. It's not right or wrong. It's just different than me. So it was a great experience for sure. Right. And when I read your blog about when you were going to England, I could really relate because I kind of had, it's not as far of a jump as England, but when I left Florida and moved up here, I kind of was like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I didn't know where I was going to work. I knew I was going to live with Den, but 
other than that, I had no plan. Did you have any kind of plan or job lined up when you got there? So yes, I did have a job lined up. That was probably the only thing that I did right. (laughs) I had um, a volunteer job. So I was working for a charity out there and I worked for free. So I didn't get any sort of salary or anything like that, but they did pay for my room and board and travel. So what is better than that? I will work for free if it means that I can travel. And what we ended up doing was we would go to different countries and research the demographic that we were reaching through our media projects. And so I was able to go my first my first three months that I was there, I went to six different countries and it was just, it was a really great experience and, and just being able to experience those different cultures while working at the same time and it getting paid for. Um, I blew through my savings, but I was totally grateful. (laughs) Right. I could imagine. So if you could go back to that time and know something now, know something then that you know now, what would it be? I think the biggest thing for me is just to know that failure is an option. You know, I think we kind of have it in our minds like, I will not fail. I will not fail. But then when we fail, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating to us. And I think as young professionals just starting out in life, we want to be good at things. We want to be perfect when it comes to either our finances or our jobs or whatever it is. And it's for me, it's so hard to fail when it comes to that. So that job that I had, it turned out not being what I had anticipated and it did not have a happy ending. And it was my first, you know, it was my first big job out of college, but it was also my big first quote unquote failure when it came to just not succeeding in something that I wanted to do. And I came home after living a year in England thinking that I, my life was over, that my life had complete, I had no career choices. I had nothing. And Going back, I wanted to just, I would love to tell myself, it's okay. Your life is not over. You, you know, this job might not have panned out the way that you thought it would, but failure is an option and you just learn from this. If we don't fail, then we can't learn. It's really something which you don't even realize that you learn going through the years. Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that looking back at where I am now, my life had changed for the better through hardship. And I think that we can all take a lesson from that, that going through these hard times, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is something in the future and we're young. I think, you know, at our age, we think we should arrive. We should be there, but we have time. We have time to fail. We have time to figure it out. Awesome. So I see that one of the countries that you traveled to was Norway. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. My husband and I went there in May of this year, and it was the last country that I've been to uh, recently. And that was the really great thing about finding a partner who wanted to travel with me. Um, He's the greatest travel companion ever. And so we go, we actually, what we ended up doing was fly, we flew into Iceland first and then went to Norway. And both countries are just breathtaking. They're incredibly gorgeous. And the thing I loved about Norway specifically is that I want to go back and do it again. You know, there might be some places that you go to and say, all right, I think I got this. I think, I think, you know, maybe I have my experience. I might not, that might not be my first place I'd want to go back. But Norway, there's just so many beautiful things that I feel like I didn't get to see when I was there that I would love to go back. For example, they have like Middle Earth fjords on the other side of the country on the Western side, we mainly stayed in Oslo, but they have these mountainous water inlets that just remind you of, you know, like in Lord of the Rings when they're going into the, the maybe not, but anyway, <laughs> it was, no, I, it's, 
I, I can completely it's relate. Like, I'm quite a big Lord of the Rings fan, so. <laughs> uh -huh. And they're gorgeous. Just seeing pictures of them, I, I would love to go back one day. That's awesome. Did you fly Iceland Air or Wow Air? We did fly Iceland Air okay, and they cool. had the layover for, they had a special deal that you get a layover in Iceland for up to three days or something. Oh, and wow. so that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. Great deals out there for sure. Okay. So tell us your secret. How are you affording all of this? Right. So traveling can be expensive. Now there's a few different things that I utilize in my life so that I can travel. And that's, that's basically what my life philosophy is, is just to first, it's a two-step process. First, just live frugally in your everyday life. So when I got back from England, I, I ended up getting a job at a nonprofit and I probably could have afforded to live in an apartment by myself. I totally could have done that, but it would have taken up the majority of my paycheck every single month. So I decided to not live by myself and instead to get a roommate so that half of that could go towards my travel ambitions, whatever I decided to do. So just learning how to save money every single day when it comes to retail, when it comes to just the car that you drive, it's a, it really is just a life decision. And especially as for me, I will choose to buy things less so that I can afford and put that money towards travel. Now, the second part of that process is when it comes to the traveling part. So when it comes to travel, there's a few little secrets that I live by. First of all, travel in the off-peak season. So the peak seasons are generally the summer months. Everyone is traveling. Everyone has that time off. It's beautiful in all these different places of the world. It's sunny. It's warm. And so, so many people want to travel during that time. Those are the most expensive times to travel. So what I choose to do instead is to travel in, in months like August, September, October, and even November. Those are the uh, shoulder months or off-peak months. And flights will generally be less expensive when it comes to those times of year. Also, what I do is I travel a little bit untraditionally un when it comes to where I stay. I oftentimes stay with friends or I use services like Airbnb or hostels that just cost a little less. And then when it comes to the actual flights itself, I use apps like Hopper, which will tell you the best days to fly. So maybe it's cheaper to fly out on a Tuesday instead of a Saturday. And Hopper will tell you those, those times. But what Hopper also does is it tells you the best time to buy now. This is the best price we've seen. And so using that information, I take to sites like Skyscanner, Kayak, Orbits, and just do my research when it comes to really getting the cheapest flight. So there is a method behind the madness when it comes to traveling. Uh, especially a little bit cheaper. I read that you want to hit 30 countries before your 30th birthday. So how many are you on now and what country is next on your list? Ah, yes. So I am 27. Surprised. I just told everyone my age. And I've been to 27 countries. So I'm on track to get to my goal and maybe even exceed it a little bit. And so I still have three countries to go in three years. And next year, my husband and I are planning on going to Israel and Jordan. Wow, that's exciting. So you have also started a podcast. Yes, we are fellow podcasters in this journey of podcasting. Yay. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, we launched right around the same time you guys did. So we are in it together for sure. So you know the um, struggle completely. <laughs> oh, the struggle is real. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we started a podcast. It's called The Money Millhouse. My boss and I actually do it together. And it's just conversational talking about money over Ellie's kitchen table. Ellie is obviously 
the other person in this equation. But uh, we just have a lot of fun doing it. It's something that we talk about in our work lives and then our personal lives. You see a little bit more when you listen to it. So what is the sort of format? Is it is it just you guys chatting? Do you have guests on the show? Yeah. So it's us chatting at the beginning. We kind of do a little bit of banter, some interesting information up front. And then we have a guest come over to the the mill house every single day. And we talk about anything from credit to budgeting to what it looks like in friendships when it comes to the the psychology behind money and friendships. We just it's uh, something that you would talk about with your mom. You know, something that you would have that conversation <laughs> with her and then getting some other people in, in the millhouse as well. And that is definitely what I related it to when I listened to your podcast. I was like, I feel like I have talked to my mom about this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's a conversation between you and your mom, you know, maybe go give her a call and say, let's talk about money. Right. <laughs> awesome. So there's lots of different topics when it comes to money. What's been your favorite thing to talk about? Well, what else? Travel. It's my absolute thing. But also on the other side, frugality is one of my favorite things to talk about. You know, when you get that deal, that thing that you paid a little bit less on and you just want to brag to your friends, maybe that's just me. Maybe I just do that. Like, (laughs) guess how much I paid for this? Not as much as you think. Or when I'm, you know, my husband sees that I bought a new comforter for our bed and I'll be like, I did not pay as much as you think I did on that. I, I saved money. See? So I love talking about financial freedom. Um, frugality and just being able to do the things that we want to do. That financial freedom is a really great motivational factor when it comes to just making decisions about money. And that freedom allows us to do the things that we want to do. And for me, that's travel. I'm also a really big fan of getting a deal and, you know, knowing that you save money or didn't pay for something. It really, it really makes you happy. <laughs> right? I would lo- I just love telling everyone like, hey, did you, did you know what I paid for this? You can do. He does. He loves it. And then he will talk <laughs> about it for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite thing. We, every, anytime you have one of those deals, you feel free to call me and we can just talk about it. We'll, we'll definitely hit you up. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Great. So where do you see people making their biggest financial mistakes? Absolutely. I mean, there are so many thing, areas in life that we can make mistakes. And I work a lot in the military space, working with younger audiences. And really where I see a lot, especially in that demographic, but also with my own friends, is credit. When it comes to credit, there's just a lot of things we don't understand. They don't exactly sit you down in classes or in, in college and say, now this is what makes up a credit score. And this is how you pay down your credit every single month. I just don't feel like we have that education. And so I see a lot of people making mistakes, especially when it comes to the area of credit, uh, student loan debts, and just what that means and how to pay it down. I think that um, just having a plan when it comes to paying down your credit cards or paying down your student loan debt is really where a lot of people get into mistakes. And, And that's because, you know, Henry Ford once said, and I've been quoting this like every single day of my life, but Henry Ford said, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. And so I think when it just coming comes to that plan, sometimes we hit, we miss the mark just a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Bethany, you seem like you have your financial life under control, but what was the hardest part for you to learn? Yeah. So for me, it's actually, 
you might think that I have some things together, but I am a born saver at heart. So when I, I grew up in a financially fit family and I was the born saver, my first job was at Blockbuster and that paycheck would not see the inside of my pocket because I would just go spend it on the most random things out there. And so I still have that in my life, in my, in my journey up until this point that makes me realize that, you know, no, having that money put aside and having that money in case of emergencies is really important. And so I think for, for me specifically, what I try to focus on is just knowing where every dollar is going. I met someone once and at the age of like 30, they had bought their first house and it was just, they had a normal job, they had a normal life, but it was because they knew where every single dollar was going, either that plan ahead of time, that spend plan, or just when it comes to when you're spending money, just not spending on things that you don't necessarily need, just, you know, you want to spend things that you want, but if you don't need it, just saving that money for something else in the future. Great stuff. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, are you looking for a support group teaching you how to manage your money? We've created our very own Chain of Wealth support group. Head over to chainofwealth.com group. You'll be redirected to our Facebook group where you can join the community and contribute and really get the support everyone needs. That's chainofwealth.com group. Okay, Bethany, why do you think people fail at achieving their dream? I think a lot of times when it comes to our dreams, we've been taught to dream really big. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. We can have big dreams. But I think a lot of times we'll look at that big dream and just say, oh my gosh, how am I going to get there? How do I get from here to there? And just that consistency. So, you know, like, let's say there's someone that wants to lose a lot of weight. Like, how are you going to do that? One, one day at a time, one step at a time, and just that consistency of when it comes to getting there. You might have a really big goal and you might be, I think a lot of people are overwhelmed by that, overwhelmed with how far they need to go, but then just taking a step back and just doing it one day at a time. And again, we already talked about in this interview um, that it's okay to fail when it comes to getting your dreams. That's the natural part of life. That's a natural part of getting from one place to another is just failing, picking yourself back up and starting all over again and just persevering until you get there, until you and you make it. And the other thing is we have time. You know, there is time when it takes to getting your dreams. You might want to have it tomorrow and it be there and done, but it takes time to get there. And I, just give yourself grace when it comes to that. Shana's consistency and time is one of the most important skills you can master. It just like really, if you want to do something set your mind to it have a reasonable time frame and just be consistent and you will get there you will master whatever it is that you're trying to do awesome absolutely i agree (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend I listen to a lot of podcasts and my favorite ones are Stacking Benjamins. That's an incredible podcast, financial. You get a lot of really great information from there. And then I love, I don't know what it is. My top three podcasts are Stacking Benjamins and then two NPR shows. The first one is How I Built This with Guy Raz. And he interviews entrepreneurs on how they got to where they are today. So famous entrepreneurs we've heard of and just the the experiences that they've had about building their big companies. I mean, there's so many interesting stories when it comes to like whether they're 
they had failures along the way or just weird things and just where they kept at it. And so how I built this is an incredible podcast. But also my third one is the TED Radio Hour, where there's just uh, it's a compilation of TED Talks. And it's incredibly inspiring and motivating when it comes to anything and just making you think a little bit differently about certain topics. Okay, cool. Do you have a favorite quote you try to live by? Uh, yes. And I, I even quoted it a little bit earlier today. And it's something that I have been, I'm going to write a plaque on my wall or something that says this to remind me. If you, it, Henry Ford said, if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So just when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to paying down whatever it is that you, you need to make a plan for it, make a plan on how to get there. And 80% is in the planning and 20% is in the execution. Definitely. Great. What is some of the best advice someone has ever given you? Recently, I had a friend and I was getting a little discouraged when it comes to this blogging world. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? There's a lot of people doing the same podcast. And a lot of noise. I exactly. In, I am in the struggle with you. Don't worry. You're not alone. Yes. <laughs> We're just arising above it, you know, having people and just thinking, what do I have to say? Who am I when it comes to this? And I had a friend saying, you know, it everyone out there might be saying the exact same thing, but you are the only one who can say it like you. And it really just hit me. You know, I, I have a unique perspective. Isn't that really great? It yeah. makes me want to tear up because you're the only one who can say it from your perspective. Your life has shaped you in such a way that only you see things the way that you do or anything uh, entrepreneurs do. It's one of those things to just make it a personal and add yourself into it because that's where the magic lies. You be you. Bethany, I loved you after reading your blog and listening to your podcast. Where oh my goodness. Our, where can our <laughs> listeners find you? Yeah, I have a, my website is wonderlustforless.com. So you can find me there. It links to my social media pages. It links to everything like that. Uh, so that again, that's wonderlustforless.com. Awesome. Bethany, you've absolutely rocked the interview. Do you have any other last parting piece of guidance for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. So just once again, it's one step at a time. A wise person once told me, just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you can't do anything. So because those things seem really big right now, and because there's so many things you should be doing, just take it one step at a time and do something today. Chainers, we've been hanging out with Bethany Bayless from Wonderlist for Less. She's, they've got a brand new podcast. Go check it out. There's some awesome tips and advice there. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us, head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate and review. Every little bit goes so far, Chainers. Catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.